0: live from seattle where the cardinals will be taking on the mariners at the start of this road trip john denton of mlb.com john good morning hey tim how are you i am wonderful how are you doing how are things in the pacific northwest
1: Doing great. Uh, ugly and rainy last night, but we got a little bit of
0: sunshine today. Ah, nice. A rare <laughs> change of pace for Seattle. It starts to change usually around uh, April. Cardinals don't have to worry about the conditions there with that building, but they will uh, be put to the test. You get two teams here that I think expected to have a better start to the season than they have. Um, Cardinals certainly falling into that category, although as of late, The starting pitching, minus the Montgomery start in that fourth inning a few nights ago, Mm -hmm. the rotation has shown signs of improvement. Uh, Your assessment of the Cardinal rotation at this moment before they begin the road trip?
1: Yeah, you, you know, we, Tim, we all know that they don't have that true shutdown ace that you can count on every five days, but they have a bunch of guys who can get out. They have guys who can get ground balls, and, you know, they're, they're coming back a little closer to form. Uh, the, the start was, you know, much worse than they expected. Uh, you know, tonight's a big start for Stephen Matz. I mean, you know, the Cardinals gave Stephen Matz forty forty four million million four four-year contract. Last year was a, you know, was a, a super letdown with all the injuries. Steven Matz, you know, he, he's had a couple of bad starts so far. Can't go out and get his head knocked off tonight. You know, he's got to get out. He's got to keep the ball down. Uh, you know, Steven tends to lose focus from time to time and, and lets the ball get up, in the, get up in the zone, and that's when he gets hit hard. If he'll stay down, uh, use his fastball in, he can get out. So, like, he, he has as much talent. He has as much stuff as anybody on the staff. It's just a matter of being stubborn and being focused and, and hitting the spots. But, like you said, the, the staff has come back a little bit. Uh, you know, like I said, they don't have that number one, you know, closer who's going to shut everybody down every five days. But they have guys who can get out, and so, you know they're going they're going to be better, and it's starting to turn a little bit.
0: With regards to the Adam Wainwright uh, look ahead, um, and uh, and Jake Woodford, uh, and of course what Matthew Libertore had done up until a rough start recently with with Memphis. How do you think things shake out in the Cardinal rotation here over the next couple of weeks?
1: Well, Waino's gonna well, you know, Waino through sixty pitch, he threw fifty nine pitches on Wednesday. He's going to come back and throw 75 pitches on, um, let's see, that would be Tuesday with Springfield. And then I think five days later he could be in the Cardinal rotation. Now, that would mean him going out to L.A. and possibly pitching out there. But but most likely, I, I think Waino probably opens the homestand uh, next week. Uh, could, could we interest anyone in a uh, Shohei Otani versus Adam Wainwright uh, uh,
0: <laughs> matchup? Oh, up my, with? that would be Can wonderful.
1: That would be wonderful. I think that was something that would excite Cardinal fans. And I think maybe that next stand he could be, uh, you know, a starting pitcher one of those nights. And uh, on the other side of things,
0: we have seen what was a little uh, curious at the start of the season, and that is Wilson Contreras' problems. He has been on a heater over the last week, hitting four twenty-nine OPS, uh, at 1.405, the slugging coming back with a couple of home runs. The Cardinals' comeback just came up short in that Montgomery start game. But he has been hitting the ball hard over the last week, and they have been dropping. So Contreras has been on a heater. Uh, you're around the club every day, John. Was he getting frustrated? Was he conveying his frustration with the start
1: to the season? He actually was. He was getting you know down on himself, but he said – You know, to his credit, he said, hey, I was around a lot of losing in in Chicago, and I I let it affect me a lot of times. And he said he's kind of tried to turn over a new leaf here, and he said whether I'm going great or whether I'm going poorly, I'm going to be the same guy every day. And, you know, he says he learned from, from, you know, years of losing in Chicago. Uh, He wants to be uh, looked at as a leader and, you know. There were a lot of cries, hey, move, move Wilson Contreras out of the fifth spot. Well, the Cardinals moved him to third and then fourth <laughs> with uh, Goldschmidt and Arenado out. And all he did was, you know, catch fire. And to, cre- to credit Ali, Ali Marmol, he said the other day, he said, when he's driving the ball the other way, that's when the kid's about to take off. And, you know, the first loss Monday night, um, he hit a ball off the wall against Arizona in right field to drive in their one run, and sure enough, Tuesday and Wednesday, he started hitting the ball like crazy. So, apparently, the, the thing to watch with Wilson Contreras is if he's driving the ball the other way, that means he's seeing it. Uh, he's letting it kind of go late, letting it go deeper, in, you know, in the in the pitch. And, uh, you know, he's, he's really taken off since then, but... He was kind of feeling it. He was feeling the pressure. He was getting down on himself. But to his credit, he said, I'm going to be the same guy every day, whether I'm playing great or or, or not hitting the ball at all. Uh, the Cardinals
0: are experiencing the surge with uh, Contreras, while uh, Arnauto and Goldschmidt, I, w- I wouldn't say that it's, it's an absolute disaster by any means, but they're just not doing necessarily what they uh, expected to do over the last week or so. Um, you would imagine that that would come back and come back relatively soon. Uh, your assessment of that three, four, five with Contreras uh, picking it up here over the last week.
1: You know, the Cardinals have done a lot of studies on uh, rest and, and, you know, recovery and that sort of thing. And they gave, even though they were struggling this past week, they gave Arenado a day off completely. They gave Goldschmidt a day off completely. They're trying to use them at DH from time to time to get them off their feet a little more. And, you know, Ali Marmol said it'd be easy to panic and say, hey, we're not playing well. Let's get these guys in here. They feel like if they give these guys rest, Rest them over time. You know, like, like we all know what Paul Goldsmith's going to do and what Aaron going to do. They're they're both going to finish with 30 home runs and 100 RBI. Uh, it just may come, at, you know, at different spurts or whatever. But they feel like if we rest them, uh, keep them fresh, that that will eventually play out over the long run. You know, it's uh, I know when the team's not going well and you see the lineup and you see no no Nolan Arenado in there, it kind of raises some eyebrows. But they feel like they can get a benefit from that. So, you know, both of those guys had a rest the last few days. They think, you know, now is the time when those two will take off.
0: As far as what the Cardinals have going on with Nolan Gorman, uh, this is this is now, you know, you're talking about a decent sample size here, carrying it over from spring training, but it gets legitimized once it's done consistently at the major league level. This is a guy who, as weird as it is to say, I think for a lot of Cardinal fans, if you were to ask him, who are you looking forward to watching hit the most or who do you feel most confident in, in a clutch spot in the game? Nolan Gorman is going to be the answer. And if I would have told people that back in January, uh, I think people would have thought that would have been an insane perspective, but that's the kind of season he is off to and that's the kind of consistency that he has displayed so far. Your uh, thoughts on Gorman and and your talk with the team and maybe people around baseball on what he is doing right now because, uh, yeah, it's 20 games in approximately but so far he is tracking toward uh, what could be an all-star season
1: yeah you know tim we, we talked a month ago in uh, it, when I, I was still in jupiter and i said then and i'll say now if it wasn't for jordan walker nolan gorman would have been the talk of he would have been the story of spring training uh, that kid came back different you know he, he had a horrible six last six weeks to his uh, rookie season uh, to his credit, he went to work right away on his swing. He learned which pitches he could hit, which pitches he can't. Uh, the fat high fastball gave him trouble last year. He's learned to lay off of it now. He's learned to foul it off. He's learned to wait for his pitch. And I mean, if if Major League Baseball had voted today, he would probably win the Most Improved Player in the League Award. I mean, he's top five in home runs. He's top five in RBI, on-base percentage, slugging percentage, everything. Uh, you know, it's With him, it's all about knowing which pitches to hit. And if you look at his background, when he went from single A to double A, he had about a month of struggles, and then he took off. And then double A to triple A, the same thing. And, you know, last year was, was was very rocky. You know, he started off a little slow, hit a bunch of home runs, and then had a, bear, a terrible finish. Well, now he's made the adjustment, and, and look what the kid's doing. So give him credit for for, for making the changes and, and making himself better than where he was when he ended last season.
0: Uh, John Denton is with us here, writes for MLB.com. He is going to be a regular with us on Balloon Party throughout the course of the season, and we are very excited to have that. Any questions you may have for John or comments, please don't hesitate to text him in, 314-399- 9646. It's the Air Comfort Service text line as we talk it over regarding the Cardinals here on 101 ESPN. When Matt Madison Bumgarner was DFA'd yesterday. There naturally was, uh, I, I don't know how serious it was, but at least some discussion amongst Cardinal fans, whether it be on Sports Talk Radio, on podcasts, on social media. Would this be a direction the Cardinals would go? Obviously, it has not been a real good stretch of baseball for Madison Bumgarner. As of late, he was injured, then he came back from injury, started to look okay, then a bad second half and a terrible start to the season with his velocity dropping uh, below 90 miles an hour. Uh, What do you think the future is for Bumgarner? And are the Cardinals having any interest whatsoever in him being a part of it?
1: Yeah, you know it, it's going to take the right fit. uh Baumgartner's a veteran who likes to do things his way. He's ruffled a lot of feathers through the years. You know, he he got into it with uh, Wilson Contreras the other day. Contreras Contreras missed a hitting a, a hitting a ball 450 feet by maybe a quarter of an inch, and when he swung, he he went ooh like yes. that. And as soon as he did, bumgardner's eyes looked up. You know, he was yelling at, at Contreras. So. I don't know how much he has left in the tank. You know, naturally, it's your first instinct is to think, hey, maybe we could get him to pitch for us. But, I mean, uh, a Cardinal fans should realize that, I mean, they just knocked his head off for, you know, seven runs, seven hits over over three innings. So, I'm not sure how much he has left in the tank. He's a great pitcher. He may be a Hall of Famer someday. He's very close friends with Adam Wainwright. Uh, That could factor in if, you know, if the Cardinals were possibly interested in him. But, you know, right now, I don't I don't see him as being a person who could come and save your pitch and stuff. So with regards
0: to Bumgarner, first off, I don't know how you feel about it. I thought I honestly thought he was in his late 30s. He's only 33. Uh, it's yeah. just it's just been a pretty quick decline here, really, for the most part, since he came over to the Diamondbacks. He's guaranteed that money. The Diamondbacks are on the hook for $34 million uh, yeah. with Madison Bumgarner. Um, the Diamondbacks, Pirates, and Rockies are the three most recent opponents of the Cardinals. And one of the things that stands out to me, John, is the Cardinals went 5-5 five and five in that stretch, and I actually felt like It could have been worse. They might have been fortunate to be five and five. Certainly a couple of those against the Pirates could have been there for the taking. And they closed in on the deficit against the Diamondbacks in the second game of that series. But overall, you go, that's the Rockies, Pirates and Diamondbacks. You got to you got to do better than 500. But I ask this question of you. Are the Pirates at 13 and 7 much better than we thought or is this just kind of smoke and mirrors and are the Diamondbacks who are leading at the moment uh, in an American or National League West that that is down from where your expectations would be are the Diamondbacks for real?
1: One the, the the Pirates have something going they they realized that you couldn't be too young and they went out and signed Andrew McCutcheon and Carl Santana and you know, maybe most people roll their eyes at that, but but that means a lot to a young team when you go get veterans who know how to play, veterans who know how to approach the game every day. And then the Pirates have a lot of good young players, you know, like like a buddy of mine said one day in, in the NBA, he said if a team picks in the top five every year, eventually they're gonna get some of those right and they're gonna be good. Uh, you know, the Pirates have a lot of good young players and they surrounded them with some real smart uh veterans. So they have something going and as far as Arizona, I think they have some of the best young talent in baseball. I mean, that Corbin Carroll kid can run as well as anybody I've seen in a long time. Like he is really, really special. And you know, they they play an old school uh, type of ball. I mean, Tim, you were around, and, and you know, back in the day when the Cardinals ran the bases better than anybody in the league. That's the way. That's the way uh, Arizona runs the bases. They're they're not afraid of anybody. They play aggressive baseball and. You know, I, I think they could be a team that could possibly compete out there because, like you said, the NL West is not what it, what it has been the last few years. All right. I told the
0: people I would uh, ask their question. If you texted them in for John, 314-399-9646. Uh, John, I want your perspective on the Cardinal outfield. Where does it stand in Major League Baseball? Speaking of the Pirates, I heard the Pirates outfielders are currently Third that comes from the six three six. It's tough to get a gauge on what the Cardinal outfield actually is because it's uh, it's quite a rotation at the moment.
1: Yeah, it's, you know, Ali said the other day. He said, "I'm not going to sit here and say it's fair. I'm not going to sit here and say Dylan Carlson should be okay with playing two times a week no. or Tyler be okay with sitting two or three times a week." You know, it's. I would say, as far as depth, they they're they're the best in baseball. I mean, they have five legitimate MLB outfielders. Uh, you know, you just want to see more production out of those guys. I mean, you want to see Tyler O'Neill being more consistent. Uh, Dylan Carlson has to hit the ball from the left side of the plate. You know, we we all know that Tommy Edmond and, and Dylan Carlson are totally different hitters when they're hitting right-handed against lefties. It's just the Cardinals need uh, Dylan Carlson to hit the ball from the other side of the plate. He is their best defensive outfielder. But if he's not going to hit from the left side of the plate, they, you know, they struggle to, to get him in there every day. So I think the Cardinals have as much depth as anybody. They just need more consistent production out of those guys.
0: Uh, i got this question here, John. Has anyone asked Ali if Nolan Gorman will start making starts versus lefties and Ali won't just go off of analytics all of the time? That's from the 314.
1: Um, I, uh, I, I think that's possible. Nolan Gorman hit a home run off a lefty. We were in Lakeland facing the Tigers, and he stayed in on the pitch and hit a ball really well. Uh, This team is still going to be very analytics-driven. You know, I I think there could be possibilities sprinkled in from time to time, maybe a spot where a team goes to the bullpen and brings in a lefty and he doesn't want to take him out. But I think for the most part, they're going to stick with their their, their plan and, you know, limit the the number of lefties he faces. Eventually, if Nolan Gorman is going to be an everyday player, he's got to be able to face lefties. and. You know, they said last year that that will come in time, but I, I still think they're going to be very analytics-driven. I want to a final
0: question here for you. Uh, I, I want to get your perspective on this. I feel like anytime the Cardinals lose a game, uh, number one, Ali Marmol, is, uh, it reminds me of Tony La Russa with his level of irritation. Um, mm-hmm. but, but secondarily, uh, that... Uh, he, he continues to say the team has confidence. They have confidence. They have confidence. And I don't know if that is a real thing or if that is something you just say because you're flustered and, and perhaps confused at where the team is at this point in the season. I'm speaking about some of the comments he made following the first two losses to the Diamondbacks in that three-game series this week. Uh, do you get a sense, one way or the another, if that is a real thing? And, uh, and does it go beyond the manager? Is the team of that opinion as well. I know everyone is going to say it, but I think you get a sense from covering teams, John, what, what is really yeah. meant and what is real.
1: He is, uh, let me tell you, Ollie Marmol is as competitive as, as any play, a manager I've been around in a long time. Like He wants to win every single day. Uh, there are a lot of factors that you know fans don't always see that he has to deal with. Like he says all the time, he's like, did I want to win today? Yes did I want to walk in tomorrow with Ryan Helsley telling me he needs an MR on his shoulder? No. So yeah. a lot of factors he has to balance when it comes to, you know, availability in his bullpen and, you know, pushing a guy who may be uh, uh, struggling with an injury, that sort of thing. He has confidence in his team, you know, and the Cardinals are falling back on this. Are they scoring a ton of runs? No, but they're top five in the league in in batting average and OPS and on-base percentage. And I think they're still – near the top and hard hit ball, hard hit balls, they think eventually, you know, that's going to change, keep hitting the ball hard. They're going to find holes. They're going to score runs, uh, you know, hitting with runners in scoring position, hitting with the bases loaded have been huge issues for this team, but they feel like if they keep hitting the ball hard with the depth in their lineup, they're going to score a ton of runs. It's just a matter of time. And, you know, that's not what fans want to hear when you get your butt beat by the pirates, but you know, sometimes you just have to roll with it and then, and feel like it's going to turn at
0: some point. I think there is a lot of truth to that, even though I know it's not something like you said that people want to hear. Uh, I'm anxious to see how it plays out here as they head through Seattle, San Francisco, and Los Angeles. John Denton with us. He'll be covering it for MLB.com. John, appreciate your time as always, sir. Love the conversation. Look forward to being a regular with us here on 101 ESPN this year, and uh, have a wonderful, wonderful weekend.
1: Yes, sir. Sounds great, Tim. Take care. Thanks, John.
0: Take it easy. That is John Denton of MLB.com with us here on the program.